0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Multiverse Podcast. As always, my name is Luke,
1: and I am Matthew.
0: And this week we are back with our some of our favorite guests, Ryan.
2: Hi, I'm Ryan. I was Luke's RA, and by proxy, I know Matthew.
0: Why do you? Okay, why do you keep doing this every time, every week? <laughs> That's how I know who I am. Strong individual. Huh? I hope you know that. <laughs> and yeah, I keep it down we haven't introduced you yet and we have austin as well so <laughs> all right if you don't know the drill at this point we are working our way through ryan's horror movie calendar we are in the third week of the calendar now uh, Four. yeah all
2: Right. well
0: we're the wrapping second. up the third week i should yeah. say so ryan walk us through what movies you watch this
3: week Mm -hmm.
2: so last week we left off with the mist so from sunday to saturday i watched hellraiser brightburn society the invisible man 2020 midsummer Candyman, killer clowns from outer space
0: cool so why don't you give us uh i don't know why i thought that list would be longer for some reason but why don't you give us a short little synopsis of all the movies you watch this week, and give us very, very quick reviews.
2: Sure. So we begin with Hellraiser, which I, th- we a lot of us watched that together. I think it was Luke and Matthew and I. Correct. And Austin watched right.
0: Oh. Uh. Did you watch it? Yeah.
1: Okay, I thought so.
2: Cool. Uh, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, I gave it kind of a higher end rating. I. This is one of those movies that has some very, very dark themes. And it comes along with sadomasochism. The enjoyment of pain or inflicting pain. And that's the main villain's kind of whole cliche. Or not cliche, but like their whole... Uh, what do you call it? Just their whole thing. That's that's what they go off of is they enjoy inflicting pain on others. Uh, I remember from my review that the biggest gripe I had was that I felt like I got a snapshot into a universe that wasn't fully fleshed out quite yet and wasn't ready for only three hours of film. And obviously they made nine other sequels. So I think you can get a lot more out of those sequels. And maybe this is, maybe you need to take a bigger picture to appreciate this movie. But with my time constraints, I gave this a six and three quarters. Next. How do y'all feel? Talk about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Um I liked it. I mean, like you said, it was definitely it didn't feel complete at all. Um, it played into a lot of clichés where once again it's a final girl. I did mm-hmm. like something that the film does that I actually really did like is it switches protagonists halfway through the movie or it like switches who we're following. So it starts with... I'm going to mess up the names. I don't even remember the names. But it starts with us following...
2: The stepmom.
0: Yes, the stepmom. Who uh, is killing men by seducing them and bringing them back to her house. And then killing them so that the reincarnation of Frank... Frank? Yeah, Frank. Yeah, the reincarnation of Frank can uh, take blood the flesh yeah he, he's like he's, reincarnating himself
2: i think he's eating them and then that's how he's like siphoning their blood into his own body so he could reincarnate himself
0: yeah and then like two-thirds of the way through the movie we switch to the perspective of the stepdaughter uh Kirsty. yes
1: I thought that one of the best parts of the movie was the uh, the effects of the guy coming back to life, because mm-hmm. that was really
2: solid. I got a lot of The Thing vibes from that movie, and although it came yeah, out for think, sure. 12 years, no, 5 years later, it is still really good.
0: Yeah, anytime, I think we said it last, you said it last week, Ryan, but um, anytime that special effects are used instead of CGI... It's significantly better. Even if the special effects look cheesy, I'd much rather see cheesy than bad CGI.
2: And you can see both sides of it in this movie because when they are getting rid of the celibites, I think is their name. Uh, It's, you see the CG, Cenobites. You see the CGI, like the yellow, almost like aura is going around them and it kind of looks like a, almost like Star Wars effects. With like how they were in the late seventies, early eighties, so I was just laughing at that. I mean, this movie came out in eighty seven, so you can't like their CGI was wasn't great, and they kind of had to rely on the special effects. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and you also get to see the uh, the carts and the people pushing around that giant worm there towards the end.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were with those
1: not very good special effects. Definitely cheesy. Mm-hmm.
2: They they definitely only had to do short shots of the horror monsters just to like. Make sure that you don't see the behind the curtain. It slips up a couple times.
4: Who played the the So Uh, so
2: well, Chatter played was one of them. Gary, Nicholas yeah. Vince. Garrett was there.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Simon Bramford. I've never heard of these names before, but That's what I was this movie it's
3: like
0: an all British cast, isn't it? Really aren't hey. like i feel like most of the people in the movie were british
4: doesn't seem like a like a british type of movie
0: what, a what does cheeky, a british mate? type of movie sound like
4: monty python and <gasps> the flying circus
0: <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i watched a british one today it was actually really good but that was i watched I about one yesterday week.
0: the crown the Grail. I've never
2: heard of The Grail. <laughs> the Grail. <laughs> it, was, it was Harry Potter, The Sorcerer's Stone. Oh. So no. scary, dog. We pulled
0: up. Aragog, man. He's, he's a freaky dude. He's a and
2: fan. then the movie after that, just moving on, is Brightburn. Have any of y'all seen this movie?
0: Yes. No. I've
4: seen,
2: like, snippets. So, Luke, how do you feel about the movie?
0: It's very, I don't know. I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it. It's bland. It's really boring. Very predictable. There's not much new that it brings to the table in the horror genre. It's a lot of, like, the same stuff that we keep seeing over and over again. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
2: So uh, after I watch this movie, after I watch all my movies, I watch some videos about them. I read some reviews, not to copy reviews or nothing like that just to like get new perspectives see what other people saw in the movie see what i can see in the movie and like maybe go back in scenes where i see people mentioning it and be like oh that was super cool and i saw a comment that said imagine that you at the uh, so spoiler alert for this movie i'm sorry everyone he goes and goes through a airplane at the very end he just takes on airplane throws it to the ground and everyone dies on board i think it's like a hundred people is what the news reporter says kills a hundred people. I saw a comment that's like, imagine that someone walks away from the wreckage, about ten years old, and is doesn't have a scratch on him, but has like bl- burning blue eyes, and just looks at Brightburn flying away. I was like, that is such a ba- that would have made this movie like instant five. That's such a good ending, but no, <laughs> it it ends. So the premise is that Superman's bad. That's really it, and it's a pretty good premise. You can work on a lot with that, but just the way they executed it was not great. Just off my review, I'm reading real quick. There's no underlying themes. There's no nothing deeper than the movie. Just watching the movie. Um, the mom is the worst character ever. <laughs> Movies predictable, like Martha. Luke said. Dude, she's so she's the kind of mom. That your kid pushes someone over at the swing set and you instantly defend the kid because the kid like starts crying to their mom and the mom comes over to your kid and is like, "Hey, why'd you do that?" You'll come over and be like, "Don't talk to my son like that. He can't do anything wrong." That's exactly this mom. She's like, yeah. "My baby is precious. He wouldn't do any of this. He totally didn't just break your kid's arm and just nothing's gonna come of it," which happened. He literally just like snaps this girl's wrist and I was like, "Oh my god,
0: like." Yeah, uh, if you're a parent, please don't raise your kid like that. Mm-mm. Make sure they're not evil. Superman. I think we all know people whose kids act like that, and I think we all know people whose parents act like that, and those are the worst kinds of people. This has been my PSA. Mm.
2: Jumps. There's some jump scares in this movie that aren't very good. They're just kind of, just kind of there, not very scary. Especially they're in the diner scene. And yep. the, the the greatest part about this movie is the gore. Uh, there's a scene where. The a truck gets dropped and his uncle's like jaw falls off his face, but it's still connected. So he's like putting it back and he's just like gurgling, and you're like, and like the only thing you're thinking is like, please put him out of his misery, so I don't have to hear him gurgle his own blood anymore. But that then, was kind
1: of like that one part in. Um... Uh, ready or not, when she just kept gargling on her blood, oh and yeah, yeah, chops her head off. That's what I liked. I was like, please, the maid.
2: somebody kill her. I cannot keep listening to this. It's exactly that. But he he walks up, and you're like, oh, he's just gonna go kill him. He walks up, puts his finger in the guy's blood, and draws his symbol with the with his uncle's blood, which was really really cool. That's the best scene in the movie. And then the scene I was gonna talk about with the jump scare. Uh, he's in the diner, and he's ha- hunting his like his crush's mom because the mom doesn't want him around the girl anymore in the diner so he she's just standing in the freezer and he's standing over there and he just like kind of whooshes over and then it cuts and like it plays like the, the jump scare noise <laughs> it like <remember> really <laughs> gets really loud it's just, <laughs> it's it's so just bad. Bad. it just so bad a bit? yes <laughs> so I gave that one two and a quarter it's my lowest movie yet it it fell just under Friday the 13th so good job Friday the 13th you're not Ooh. the worst movie anymore
0: that reminds me Uh, my mom defended Friday the 13th over text to me. Let me see if I can Mm. find it.
2: Let's hear it.
0: Um, I think I said last week that I don't understand why Friday the 13th is so iconic when the first one is really bad, and my mom said, I'll tell you why it is so iconic. Because that is all that we had in the 80s. I feel like that was the start of the slasher movies. It was my generation's horror film. It was sort of a rite of passage to watch those movies. So...
2: So I think that's a big thing when I'm watching these movies is that you it, a lot of the movie comes off almost as a cultural icon rather than the quality of the movie itself. Because uh, later we're going to talk about Candyman and that's going to be a lot in that too. Like you hear your Bloody Marys, the Chuckies, the – like no one's actually – like. You don't even have to see these movies to understand what's going on. You don't need to see Friday the 13th to know Jason. You don't need to watch Halloween to know Michael. You don't have to watch Nightmare to know Freddy. I think the problem with me watching these movies from a 2020 perspective, and I am cr- like criticizing these movies, is that I'm trying to separate myself from the cultural phenomenon they are. And I'm trying like, my hardest. Obviously, I can't do it perfectly, but I'm trying my hardest to imagine if I was in the 80s watching this movie. And what it would have contributed or what I would have thought of it as if I was in the 80s. Uh, I said my biggest problem with it is if I was in the 80s is that unless you're under 13 years old, I don't think it's going to scare you. But I understand that right of passage. I understand that's that's, like, that's all they had besides Halloween and like maybe Texas Chainsaw. Is like they had only Friday the 13th. So they, they didn't have these great movies to compare it to. So at the time, it may have been like their great movie.
0: Possibly. Mom, if you're listening to this, and I know that you will, uh, shoot me a text and let me know so we can talk about it next week.
4: Agreed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what came after Brightburn?
2: That was Society. This is kind of an underground uh, horror movie, and I don't know if any of you have seen it.
0: I have not.
4: It's
2: nasty. It is very nasty. That's the like perfect word to use for it. Austin, do you remember a lot of Society, or when <laughs> it's, like the last time you saw it?
4: Uh, like a while ago I tend to keep those memories away
2: (laughs) (laughs) so
0: I'm like like someone with PTSD (laughs) like you might need to talk to somebody about this movie I have a perfect place where you can talk about this movie Austin right here on the multiverse podcast and if you want to be a guest we have an application I always forget to keep (laughs) plugging that so I'm gonna do it right now
1: that's perfect thank you
0: you're welcome (laughs) back to you Ryan
1: so this
2: movie society is uh the premise is that there's this kid named billy the perfect casual name for a white teen in the 90s perfect he's living a life in a rich family but he feels like he's never belonged he is the he's going for class president he's top of his like list academically he's the star basketball player But he's never really fulfilled his parents. And he's never felt like he's done as good as his sister. Uh, But some weird things start happening. Bodies start disappearing. Strange other things start happening. and And it unravels from there. I think this is a movie you have to go and watch and truly experience. Because the ending to it is the best part. And it's also... I would recommend this movie, if I said this at the end of my review, if you watch some previous gore, because it's not necessarily gore that makes this uncomfortable, but the special effects of the ending, which I can't spoil, but I want to so bad, is uh, what makes this movie. Uh, the The score it got is what made it. Austin, do you have any... Uh, <laughs> there is a therapist in this movie, so like, and we he's kind of a, <laughs> You gotta contact him, except uh, he ends up not being a great dude. But
4: well, I was also eating dinner when I was watching the movie with my dad. Ooh. so Mm-mm. the ending scene was we put it in the fridge,
2: <laughs> it's in the subconscious. There's a legendary, pro- not producer, uh, special effects artist named Screaming Mad George. He is weird as weird comes. He is a Japanese special effects artist but he makes the craziest (laughs) creepiest just out there special effects and he's the one that's like solely did the special effects of this movie so you need to go in thinking i'm about to see the weirdest movie i've ever seen in my life it has some great underlying tones uh about like the rich and the poor which we've talked about with ready or not uh not fitting in stuff like that so I gave this movie a seven and a quarter. Uh, besides the special effects, the story is kinda whatever. And the characters are kinda what also whatever. Yeah. That's not one I can really like talk about in depth because it's so like underground and like that's that's kind of a low key B class horror movie. But I really enjoyed it. Cool.
4: What's B Class?
2: B Class is kinda Let me think of a B class. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call Hellraiser a B class movie. Let me look through my list. Let's see if I have any on here.
4: Is it just Mm. like a mix between like some gore, but not like?
0: Uh, no. It's more of like, uh, it's more of like a production value kind of thing or like kind of, um, yeah. Like the A-list studios are like your Warner Brothers, your Disney, your I'll even put A24 in there. Lionsgate, Sony, Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's kind of indie films of the producers. Kind of
2: it. fall into B-rated categories. Yes. The, uh, only not- one
0: that I w- the only studio I would say that's indie that isn't B-list is probably A24. four.
2: Mhm. That's what I was thinking too with Midsummer me talk about that Hmm. a little bit because that's going to be our most controversial one heads up but we got to get through the invisible man first and i loved the invisible man it's my highest rated this week it's so good i like it's not necessarily scary i don't know if i would necessarily call it directly horror maybe a sub genre of uh thriller but it was really really good and It had all these uh, comments about, uh, oh my goodness, why is is abuse victims in relationships not necessarily physical? There is physical abuse, but the idea of someone controlling your life, literally physically and metaphorically, because the premise of this movie is that this woman escapes a toxic relationship with her then-husband, and he commits suicide, but she still feels like he has control over her. And then, you know, the title of the movie is Invisible Man. So assume what you will with that. It goes from a metaphorical to a literal sense very quickly. <laughs> uh, what else did I say? The, the wide shots of the Golden Gate in Los Angeles are beautiful. I'm a sucker for huge shots of nature or the city. And this had plenty of them. It was so great. This was directed by the Saw, direct, Saw co-director, co-writer, and co-actor. <laughs> so he was really involved in that series. He directed this, and it was so good. Uh, I love his style. Gave subtle nods to the 1933 Invisible Man. There was a spray painting of Billy at some point. I was like, ah, oh, my heart. This movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, story's intense. Get, keeps you guessing till the very end uh and it like and it switches what you're guessing so you're like oh i think this is happening but then it like tells you what's happening but then you're like oh but this could also be happening and then it and you're just constantly switching with what the movie's telling you and it's i love the way they did that uh the only reason i gave it a nine and a half instead of a 10 out of 10 was personal taste psychological horrors are kind of not not exactly my taste you know i would pick a comedy over a psychological horror that's why i gave ready or not a 10 and this a nine and a half but i would recommend this to everyone go and see it's a, it is a good entry entry class it is a good uh if you're deep in a horror it's also a good movie to go see because if you you might have seen the 1933 invisible man and you would like i think you would really like this movie too have, have any of you seen this i forgot to ask <laughs> no uh, i have not Austin Wait, really really quick on your note
1: about comedies. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? I've seen clips. I've never seen the whole
2: movie. Okay.
4: Shaun of oh, the yeah. Bread.
2: Well, we can talk about it some other time. Shaun of the Bread maybe in November? You never know. <laughs> End of November. Austin, perhaps. Have you, Austin, yeah, you've seen this movie. Mhm. How would you feel?
4: Uh, I I liked it a lot mainly cuz I prefer psychological horrors than gore, but I still like gore like horror movies but when it comes down to it I just like the feeling of like you have no idea like what could happen next like the piggyback of what you said earlier about like this could happen or this could happen and I just I think they played that really well
2: Mhm. and the way they use like camera shots mm-hmm. like they would show mm-hmm. some shot down the hallway where it's like it's not focused on them at all you're like oh this is where he is then like That's where he has to be, but (laughs) they're constantly playing tricks on you. You can't take anything for face value. Correct. All right, next, I'll let you all take over Midsommar.
1: All right, I'm going to start it off. If you are obsessed with this movie or think this is some sort of masterpiece, will you actually please contact me and explain? Because I don't understand the huge obsession with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Is that all you're going to say?
1: I mean, that's what I wanted to start off with. I just kind of wanted to put that that controversial opinion. I thought the movie was just okay. For the most part, I actually thought it was kind of boring. Like, it's nearly two and a half hours long, and I just really didn't like the pacing of it. Like, we talked a couple weeks ago with Alien, how it was a slow burner movie, but I was okay with that because it felt necessary. Where this one, it felt like like there was so many just random long scenes that didn't need to be there. Uh, i mean they, the time really should have been cut down maybe that felt would have felt a little less bored like the pacing was weird but i think that was one of my biggest complaints about it. i just didn't feel like enough was actually happening to keep my attention
0: also uh, not to, to you... mention a uh, five and a half minute sex scene oh, that has like my favorite <laughs> they did not edit it at all i have not seen this movie but i was in the room while matt was watching this movie and multiple times when I looked over at his uh his computer, I'm sorry to out you like this if your parents listen to this, Matt, but I do apologize. There was a lot of a uh, lot of uh they were doing the sex a lot. Yeah, like, it was unnecessarily so weird. a lot of a lot. Yes, there is definitely some uh some graphic un- nudity, some, some genitalia in this. Some peepees. Uh-huh. Yes, as Austin says, some PPs.
1: There are. I don't know. I mean,
0: it... there's at least one pp There's two. I think there's for an unnecessarily
1: amount of time. Yeah. Yes. I just, so- I mean, it makes sense with this. St- I mean, I don't want to say makes sense. I, <laughs> uh, with the whole cult thing and they talked about trying to bring in like new blood basically. I mean, that makes, that makes sense, but my goodness, that did not need to be a five minute scene uh, with a lot of the things that were going on. Like that, they could have just made it totally implied.
2: Yeah,
0: if, but I think if you think it was awkward to watch it, imagine how awkward it must have been to film it multiple times. Oh for, yeah.
2: I feel so bad for those actors. Yeah. But <laughs> i like I I summarized this movie when I finished it. I watched it with my girlfriend. I said, I get it, but I still didn't have a fun time watching this movie.
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah, like I, I get the deeper meanings and stuff like that, but I just wasn't like I didn't think it was all that all that it was hyped up to be.
2: So the premise is there's this girl. Her family recently dies, and she is in a rocky relationship with her boyfriend Christian, and they are all going to Sweden, and then this uh, vacation sort of turns into a nightmare when some strange things start happening. Uh, this movie is... I, I get it. Like I said, I get the deeper meaning behind the cults, I get why there's the sex scene, and you want, and he's trying to make you uncomfortable, which it sounds like it worked on a couple of you. It just makes you uncomfortable, like, and that, and horror can do that. It's, it doesn't necessarily have to be scary. It could just make you like stomach, just like, like, ugh, like it's just weird, uh, which is effective. And I think Ari Aster is smart enough. That's why he put it in. And then I don't know if you guys caught this, but he's running outside. There is definitely blood on his thing. Yeah. And I thought that was like... That's a good attention was, to detail. That was gross. Uh, I've talked to a lot of my female friends about this movie. Because I just start talking to people once I finish a movie. That's like what's on my brain. And they said... "I a female. I th- that's what I'm saying. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Didn't you just say you watched it with your girlfriend though?
2: Uh, next question.
0: <laughs> New <laughs> topic. That's going to be it for this episode, guys. <laughs> uh... But they said,
2: I, thi- I think you would have enjoyed this movie way more... <laughs> if you were a female and if you could relate to some of the things that the main girl was going through um and i like yeah now that i've like i it took me several hours between watching the movie and putting up my review because i i knew that this was such like a not a cultural phenomenon in our college group but it it's definitely one of the ones where people talk about it in such a high light and uh, as I was watching it, I was like I don't get it and I felt the same way with hereditary. I was like the story is just not great And the one and once if I if you can't make a convincing story to me or if you can't make a good story to me then I'm going to ignore all your artistic decisions because I'm not interested in your movie Hereditary I think is way way better than midsummer because the story in that one is so much better. I also get the whole Ari Aster. It's not really a horror movie. It's a breakup movie. Because he was going through a breakup when he made it. Whatever. Okay, sure. But I feel like you said that just to some lazy person who watched this can be fake woke and be like yep it's not it's not a horror don't go into this thinking it's a horror movie because it's, it's a breakup movie you can't blah 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 blah
0: ryan you just offended literally every uh like college uh, student oh who's studying film ever just don't be fake woke <laughs> yeah be real woke
2: be real woke go vote woke woke
0: amen please go vote
2: Let's
1: um let's talk about the ending really quick, without really giving it away what you and I talked about earlier, Ryan. I want you to kind of bring that back up, because I thought you made you made a really good point.
2: In the end, you are sort of rooting for the spoiler alert. I can't talk about the ending without spoiling it. So Matt, put a timestamp in right in here. Post. Spoiler alert. Well, if you don't want to know the ending, skip to Matthew. Say a time right here.
1: Hold on, hold on. I don't think that you really have to give away like, the actual ending. Just talk about... Okay, because obviously the film was about this cult in Sweden. Yes. And they're not doing good things. And the only person throughout the entire film that seems to have good intentions and doing good things is uh, the, main, the main character. I don't remember her name.
0: You watched this movie, like, three hours ago. I tried to scrub oh, with my mind
2: already. Oh, my... <laughs> I think... I
1: can't remember her name. Emily... Was it?
2: No, no, no. no. It not... LaForge. Danny. LaForge. Danny. <laughs> Danny. LaForge.
1: <Yes>, Danny. <laughs> I thought it was Andy, but that's just that's just Andy an Anagram. Uh, anyway, so you're you're rooting for uh, Danny the entire time because you've seen what she's been through. Her boyfriend's a total jerk, like her friends Gas are kind of jerks to her. Yeah. Um yeah. And there's something that really bad that happens at the end that she basically allowed to happen, but you're still rooting for her and Ryan kind of talked about the whole cult thing cuz I really liked the way you worded that
2: the ending you're rooting for the cult in the end and I think that Ari Aster's intention was to show the audience once you take a step back from the movie and you look at how it was presented and how you felt during it I think Ari Aster wants you to take a step back and go whoa why did you just root for a cult in the end like these this cult is clearly doing things that are against human nature and in the end you're like let's go this cult let's go she should be with them they treat her well it shows you so easily how cults go with the idea of appeasing to your emotions and making you fit in so you can stay in this group and you leave behind everything else because all you want is to, be, is to be, feel involved and feel wanted in this group or in this cult. I think that was really, really good. Uh, but as I said, like every metaphorical, every artistic direction was kind of faulted by the story being not great. And like also the scene where you see the tapestry and it's like, oh, it technically tells you everything that's going to happen. I don't think that's a good thing because now you just got the entire movie spoiled for you and you don't have to be mm-hmm. smart to notice it. There's obviously a reason it's in the movie. You just have to look at it and you're like, oh, these things are going to obviously happen.
1: I think one of the things that I actually did really enjoy about this movie was its foreshadowing. And sometimes I don't always like that, but there were things in the movie where it would just come up again later. And you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that being said earlier or that happening earlier. Uh, I think one of the most specific examples is at the beginning when Danny's laying in bed, there's a big... uh, a framed picture of a bear and that comes up again later at the end of the film or there's a pan of this um, of this big banner that's been painted and how to make a potion of someone to fall in love with you and that comes up later on so it's like these smaller things yeah it was disgusting but like there are these small things that happen throughout the film where if you're really paying attention, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that being referred to earlier. It makes sense. It feels like a lived-in world. Uh, and so it actually seems like a little more legit than just kind of being out there.
2: But Yeah. I also really like, like, Ari Aster, A24, is very well known for their cinematography. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the wide-angle shots of the forest, the, you know, close in, the way the colors pop, the way that they do transitions, the transition where she's in uh the friend's house where they're talking about going to sweden and she's like oh i have to go to the bathroom and she walks into the bathroom and they're in the plane that i thought that that was super super cool and the acting in this movie is like they act their heart out the the whole Mm -hmm. grief danny's whole grief process like you really feel for her oh yeah i felt so bad and she's just like uh, her boyfriend Christian answers the phone because her bipolar sister is sending weird messages and all this he answers the phone and you see from his perspective that she's just screaming into the microphone and it cuts to like the, the scene, the crime scene and then you cut to her and she's just sobbing and screaming into her boyfriend's lap because that's all they can do and I think that has ruined <laughs> any other grief moments and movies for me cuz he just knocks it out of the park with that. I might have to give this a little bit of a higher rating because it, it it really is like like as a artistic movie, it does really well. It's just like you said, the slow burner when it doesn't have to be. They're actually making a director's cut that's going to be 3 hours long.
3: Why? This cut, I, think
2: it, I think it already came out actually. I think it came out on DVD but um, I, I heard that and i was like i i couldn't i could not subject myself to three hours of this movie again kind of going back to
1: what you said with the cult i watched this video afterwards i think i typed into google midsummer is bad because i wanted to see like the different reviews of people defending it and stuff like that just to kind of like see if it would change my opinion at all but there was this one video that i watched and it was about danny grieving and at the beginning she calls her boyfriend and it doesn't ever cut to him on the phone it's just her for like a minute or two minutes talking to him and it shows how really one side of the entire conversation was with him Mm -hmm. and how he's not really there but then at the end after she catches the boyfriend i'm not even gonna spoil it basically cheating on her um and she's grieving. She has this group of like fifteen women who are all crying and grieving with her, mm-hmm. which really I think added to the whole. Like, she decides to be with the cult. They're very appealing, you know, empathetic and stuff like that.
2: She has no one, but once someone like shows a shred of empathy for her, instantly it's. And I think uh, Pelle says something like that. He's like, you I was mm-hmm. most excited for you to come with us.
1: Yeah, I think it I might think be that, that his empathy also. Maybe that's one of the reasons why she trusts things that are happening there when she doesn't trust anybody else.
2: Also, like the whole drug trip, like this whole movie's a drug trip in itself. It was,
1: yeah, it got kind of confusing sometimes. I didn't really particularly care for that.
2: I think it, it's really hard for us because none of us really do psychedelics, right? <laughs>
1: what do you mean, kind of? I don't think any of us do. I don't think.
0: Yeah, Ryan, right. We- I've
2: never done a psychedelic before.
1: So have oh, hard. Done
0: a psychedelic.
2: Oh, well, am I supposed to say I haven't done one either? I have not done a psychedelic.
1: Yeah, That's you good. hesitated
0: there for us. Well, we all sound like we're on a, a cult now. I think you're
2: high guy. right now. What I if am we're
0: high. all high, bro?
2: But I think I really ah? was at a disadvantage in this movie by not ever doing a psychedelic because I've heard from other people, like, this is actually what being on psychedelics is like. It's not the freak out, which, like, you know. I uh, agree the one kid who's like i'm laying down you all need to lay down everyone needs to lay down so we could there's someone over here and the guy walks by it's like hello yeah
1: <laughs> i didn't like him i hated him that was the kid from uh the, the chronicles the... of narnia and the yeah. maze Runner movies meet the or not meet the
2: meet the millers i think it's edward meet we the robinsons the i think
1: we are... you mean. <laughs> he looks meet like Sid parents. from the first
2: toy story he does look like Sid from the first Toy Story. I kept calling him Sid because I kept forgetting his name. So Shelby <laughs> yeah. and I were like, oh, it's Sid. Uh, it's it's the textures are like warping. It's the things look like they're breathing with you kind of feeling. It's not... I
1: thought that my eyes were messing up the first time things were <laughs> no. warping. I was confused because I didn't realize that Christian had basically taken drugs when When she gave him the tea, I thought that was like another love potion tea, not drugs. And I was like, oh, yeah.
2: yeah, When he's sitting in the circle and he's watching the May Queen dance, he's like, gulp.
1: And then he goes and sits down at the the table afterwards. And like all the stuff is swirling. And I was like, am I? I took off my glasses and put them back on. I was like, are
2: my eyes messed up right now? Did I take a psychedelic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think so. (laughs) So I gave the controversial four and a quarter. Four and a half. I gave it a four and a half. Might go back and once the month is over, kind of make a revisit to some scenes, see what I feel mm-hmm. about it. I think this is one where it would really benefit if you listen to maybe a podcast about it, a hate plug, or a YouTube video about it rather than watching the movie if you don't like yeah. slow burners. Hmm? Um, so moving on. Candyman.
0: Yeah. If you didn't figure it out, because I didn't go back and listen, I don't know if Matt censored it out, but the movie nah, that it we... No, was too
1: hard. Oh, <laughs> my God. Get <laughs> a load of guy. this guy. Sorry, guys. We're recording at 9.30 at 9. It's going to take another hour, hour and 15 minutes to edit it. I'm not taking the time to, to mute the four seconds of you, Candyman. Candyman.
0: Did you meet him swearing?
1: I did. I haven't okay, sworn then, yet. Then
0: what's the difference? You haven't sworn yet because you've broken into the <laughs> vault of the next three weeks. Our new guests
2: cannot swear because of you. I have a loan.
0: You have ruined everything. Yeah, we charge interest.
2: <laughs> it's going to be like end of next year. I'm still like working off my F word tax.
0: So, Candyman. <laughs> um, Austin, this is one that you've been talking about for ever, a two month weeks now. I feel like before that even, two weeks weeks on
3: the podcast.
1: Well, yeah, but he was telling you to watch it before, like, to add it to your list.
0: So, Austin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you love about the movie Candyman since you're so obsessed with it?
1: Well, give a quick synopsis first.
4: So, this was, like, this was one of the first horror movies my dad ever introduced me to. And if you don't know what it's about, it's really just about, like this like uh, urban legends and it follows this woman named helen and she's working for like her like uh working on her graduate thesis on urban legends and she learns about this uh like urban legend killer named candyman and he has like a hook and his story takes all the way back to like was like the 1800s where yeah, he was actually like um it. he was uh brought into the house as a slave and trying to make sure i get this right he was uh in love with the master's daughter and then they
2: were no. gonna was it his his dad was he's the son of a slave the slave got freed and his dad got rich because they mass-produced shoes for the civil war correct post-civil war not for the civil war
4: yeah but anyways um the father of the girl right didn't like that yeah
2: he was adorned to a white girl which if you didn't know in the late 1800s was kind of a big no-no.
0: If you don't know that in the 21st century. Know, read the book, this. please. Go on.
4: But they he hired like a group of like hooligans to like hunt him down and they like cut off his arm and then put honey on him so bees would sting him to death. And then it comes back to like Helen, and then she's just learning more and more and more, and like going around like uh, where she lives to like um, get like in-person details about Candyman, and then eventually, uh, I'm pretty sure what's what was her friend's name? It was Helen and
2: Anne Marie.
4: Something. No, that Bernadette. No. Bernadette. Bernadette. Yeah. Bernadette. And they go to say it in the mirror because they don't believe. But her friend doesn't do it all the way. It's like uh, it's like Bloody Mary, but you say Candyman five times in a mirror, and then Helen says it all the way. And then I would about thirty or forty minutes in is when we first start seeing Candyman, and then that's when it really picks up to the point to where it's almost almost every scene after that has like Candyman vibes. With, uh, like, um, I don't know. She'll, like, be, like, hypnotized by him. And then out of nowhere, she'll just wake up. Uh, and there was a scene where she woke up in, un um, what's the black woman's name? The one with, the... yeah, or, with, with Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: I think, I think that one's Anne Marie.
4: Anne Marie. With, um, uh, Basically, it looks like she was framed for uh, the, the Candyman killed the dog. And it it made it, it look like Helen killed the dog. And then Anthony, the baby, was gone. And Candyman took Anthony. And then it's kind of like after that, it's really just her trying to prove her innocence and trying to get Anthony back.
3: <laughs>
4: That's about yeah, it.
0: Pretty much. I know that um, my I talked about this last week. Two of my mom's friends, shout out to, I believe it was Sarah and Jen, said that this is the scariest movie they've ever seen. Uh, What are your thoughts on that statement? Anybody?
2: I think it really depends on when they watched it. Mm -hmm. If they watched it when it came out, I could see it. I could see how this... I think it goes back to what your mom said about Friday the 13th. The cultural phenomenon and the ambiance that Candyman has around him. Not to mention, Tony Todd is the greatest person ever. I absolutely adore
0: Greatest and person ever?
2: Greatest person
0: ever. Keanu
1: Reeves has that title, but that's okay. Have you heard no, Tony Todd? Bob Todd's Ross, voice? but go off, sis. Okay, Bob Ross, that's right, you're right. Who's the Keanu Reeves? Yeah, that's
2: what I'm
0: saying. He's from it? Fortnite. I
2: say he's the Fortnite guy?
4: <laughs> yeah. That made him into a real thing.
2: No way. Go on. <laughs> but I think it's the idea of Candyman is terrifying rather than the movie itself. Because, you know, like I said, it's easy for us 20 years after this movie, or 30 years after this movie came out, to say, yeah, this isn't scary. The acting's aged, the special effects have aged, you know. But to them, like, that gore was the equivalent to, I don't know, the gore you would see in Jigsaw. They... So I could see it if they saw it in like 2010, I'd be like, okay, what else have you seen? (laughs) Because
0: this—it's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Well, what other horror movies have you seen?
2: Not to mention late '80s, early '90s is a weird time for horror because this was pre-scream. Scream Scream was obviously like a phenomenon. Ghost faces everywhere, and this was post-post slasher era. So you're past your Jasons and your Freddy's. So this is kind of a weird era. It's kind of the same as the era of late 2000s, early 2010s, because there's not a whole lot of great things coming out at this point. So when a horror movie comes out around these times, you don't really have a ton to compare to. I mean, I don't even know if I have any other movies from this era around this time. So I could believe it. But for my eyes, it depends on what else you've seen.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. I got a question really quick before we continue this conversation. Yes. When you were kids, were you ever did you ever believe in or were you afraid of the whole bloody Mary thing? Because I know that it was kind of a big thing. I think it was actually in my daycare where like kids were talking about it and I remember I come I came home freaked out and my parents were like trying to
2: reassure me but I just I would not believe them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister would always play pranks on me. She would like lock the door and go in the room and have the lights off and say it. Really loud and like pretend she was like getting attacked or something and come out. So yeah, I was scared of it because I was literally having prank pulled on me. I beat her up. Ryan, so.
0: I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why, but in my head, in that moment when I pictured like little you, I pictured Manny Heffley for some reason. <laughs> I don't know From why. From Diary
2: of a Wimpy Kid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like not even like live action, just like Duh. the pencil drawing of Manny Heffley.
2: <laughs> the giant overbite. yes he
0: has no mouth except for two buck teeth Mm. i don't know why that came to mind but i'm very glad that it did oh this is also around the
2: time where vhs is still popular so when you go to a blockbuster and you see that vhs sitting there of Candyman, that like freaks you out like even when i go to a video store nowadays and i see like terror or not terrifier um oh what is the movie i was just thinking of sinister when i saw sinister on the shelf, i was like i'm not watching that or the Conjuring. i was like i'm not watching that that just looks so scary so when you're a kid or something and your parents actually buy it you're like "Uh uh-uh not watching it it's not happening and we kind of lose that in today's world i mean there's still great horror movies coming out i mean i gave a 10 out of 10 last week for one that came out last year and i just gave a nine and a half for one that came out this year
0: i was gonna say i don't think that there's any of jordan peele's horror movies on there given right now what yeah. there's only two out right now but there's like three yeah. or four in the works or yeah. movie three and four because he's helping make the reboot of candy man
3: yeah
2: um well, and he's I'm also doing excited. what's
0: the other one called is it called Annabellum? uh
2: i haven't been keeping up with jordan peele so i'm not 100 that sounds sure. right
0: I think it is, but I'm very surprised that you say that like this like era for horror movies isn't the best because I think Get Out and Us are the two best horror movies in the 21st century. No, I mean like
2: late 2000s, early 2010s. So you've gotcha. got okay. your I, I see, I Your see. Conjuring's, your Cabin in the Woods, your just kind of later Saws, just kind of whatever. Uh, Rob Still Zombie doing
0: Halloween? I was about to say Rob Zombie Halloween. Rob Zombie
2: Halloween. Um, Texas Chainsaw Reboot's coming out, which is
0: okay. Friday the Thirteenth Reboot, Nightmare Reboot. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. They came out with Doctor Sleep last year, which was actually a very good movie and sequel. But that came out last
2: year.
0: Yeah. yeah. Talking about <gasps> early 2010s. I thought you were you were oh just talking about no
1: reboots and stuff like that. I was talking about the Friday the Thirteenth that's coming out next year. Oh, that's this Scream. Guy. Sorry, I don't about yeah. that. yeah, yeah
0: there something. is a Scream Reboot coming out next year. My oh, sh- brain
1: got confused. It's too late. And a new Candyman.
0: Yeah, new, new Candyman. Candy man. Jordan Kill. Halloween Kills is coming out next year. I'm very excited for that because right. the 2018 Halloween, hot take, better than the original by a mile. It's pretty good. I'm oh. not talking about the. We. I won't even talk about the acting. I'm just talking about overall. The movie is better. Uh it. I mean, the. F- The first one made me very uncomfortable. Like, I felt very anxious watching it because I just felt like I was being watched the entire time. But the new one, I watched with my friend TJ, and the walk back to my dorm was the most uncomfortable walk of my life. And it is a two-minute walk to cross the street and get up into my room, and I had never been so anxious before.
2: I mean, if Michael Myers can still be scary 40 years later. And then they reboot him to make him more modern like that. That's just a great combination. Yes. I mean, obviously it could have flopped. They could have just messed everything up, but like they did really well with that movie. So it is genuine. I mean, it helps
0: that it, it it helps that it's like connected to the, the original universe. to the first movie. Yeah. 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 So it's not like the Rob Zombie movies where
2: everything's retconned. Yep. Uh, and also like she, she's not his sister anymore. <laughs> That was tough. And they see that in the trailer. They're like, isn't that didn't he die to like her sister? It's like, no, someone just made that up. I was like, wow, y'all really throwing the other directors under the bus. That's uh, funny. That's so funny. <laughs>
3: yeah. I love um, it.
2: But going back to Candyman. Austin.
1: Man, yeah. yeah. So do you have anything else about Candyman? Austin, I've already been really excited. I want to hear you have any other thoughts about this movie or you know?
4: Uh I don't know. There were a lot of like there was a lot of racial backlash that it got about like Cause it talked a lot about like America's like history, Hmm. like a Hmm. slave history.
0: This movie has a very diverse cast.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's, it's their thesis is why do urban legends pop up in inner cities? And they say it's because they want to take their everyday struggle and, you know, shove it under and shove it to the side and like embody that with a mythical figure. Which that kind of falls apart with a review I read with Anne Marie is like I would not imagine her throwing her problems under the rug just to like believe it's some urban legend like she's the like she's the kind of person to take care of her problems head on to not brush them aside um, so that point in the film that they try to make kind of falls apart a little bit uh, but still like you know the the dialogue they have about race besides the Jordan Peele movies is pretty unparalleled. Uh, the points they try to make, and just you know, starting a dialogue and having it be in a horror movie is, I think, is very admirable.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, Tony Todd's the best person alive. Any truthers? Uh,
0: defend that statement. Why do you think have Tony you, Todd is the best? Have
2: you heard his voice.
4: Of course. Yeah, have you seen him?
0: <laughs>
2: his whole thing. Have yeah, I watched
0: the movie? <laughs> He's the horror movie Morgan Freeman. Like
2: he really true. is. He's like trying to lure in. Oh my God! What's her name? Helen. Helen. Yes, because they say her name five times at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers, but this movie's thirty years old, so I don't feel so bad. He's like trying to lure in Helen with his words and like just trying to get convince her to come to him. And I was like, Yo, you can take me.
0: Like Be my victim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, you are. You're just like the. I want to hang out with you all day. Such a soothing voice. Yeah,
0: Tony Todd, shout out. Come on the podcast. <laughs> Come talk with he Ryan. Has a he will completely fangirl over. Do we have a Twitter, Matt? No. We're gonna make a Twitter. Go follow our Twitter. We're yeah. not making a Twitter. No, we're not. We're not gonna make a no, Twitter. I'll do it. But you'll make it. All right, mm-hmm. Tony Todd, come on the podcast. We would love to talk to you about this movie. You'll talk to me. I think all of us liked it. Yeah. I don't think it was like scary, but I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, my favorite. So I'll just read this off quick the action and the gore is very swift Uh, my head goes to the decapitated dog and Mm -hmm. the way he kills uh, oh i just had her name brit uh
0: bernadette Bernadette. burn bernie you don't even see it happen though burn
2: no you don't see it but you see her mangled corpse afterwards (laughs) (laughs) yeah she just wakes up and is right there yeah well she's like don't come in don't come in and she comes in and he's just yep you're dead." like sorry <laughs> but I think the action is very swift and then the very ending like is kind of intense because she's in this wood pile and the baby's in there and you're like trying to get him out and you're like oh she's on fire like she's actually yeah. on fire <laughs> yeah.
1: she actually looks like Anakin from the end of Revenge of the Sith the way her hair is all burned uh... off yeah. yeah thank you awesome
0: she was the chosen one do we have any closing thoughts on you. Candyman?
4: Uh, I there was a there's a cool fact about the the scene before the first like like teleport wake up into the uh, black woman's room mm-hmm. and and Marie they to get that scene for her to look like so like hypnotized by Candyman they hired an actual like hypnotist. Oh,
1: and, that's awesome!
4: And they used that to make it look super real. But then they eventually stopped that because she was, like, like having, like, panic attacks all the like
2: set. Wow. Huh. So they quit That's that. a tough role to play.
4: Yeah, but it looked really good.
2: Mm-hmm. It did indeed. So I gave this movie five and three quarters. I enjoyed it, but not Low. one of my favorites. Low. Hey, hey <laughs> you're lucky I didn't give it a zero out of six. Awesome. would you rate it, buddy?
4: Minimum seven.
2: Seven? Maximum okay. nine. I can respect that i could definitely see how someone would push this into their higher echelon of horror movies uh, i love the deadbeat podcast he says this is his favorite uh pre his favorite 90s horror movie pre-scream which i think is a great way to go
0: though. i think that's, this movie, a, that's a good way to talk about it mm-hmm. i think it gets i feel like lo- scream is untouchable
2: yeah, it gets overshadowed by a lot of the iconic ones. I think if, like, say, in a universe where Michael didn't exist, Candyman could have easily filled that role. And I think it also you got think screwed. so? I, I believe it. I believe he has such an aura about him that he could have been mainstream. Uh, maybe it was a racial thing why he didn't. Maybe they didn't. And also, at the end scene where he's hypnotizing, where he's got her in the parking garage and he's like, he has her. They did an on-screen kiss to show that they were together, but the studio pulled it and said, "We're not con- like we don't know how people react to a black man kissing a white woman." Yeah. So.
1: Huh. That's weird. That
2: That's is we're... its own bag of worms that we can't really delve into, but.
1: A
0: bag of worms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you see say, hive of bees. It's can of bees. worms.
4: Or toilet of bees. <laughs>
1: hive of bees. I like that. That goes, <laughs> goes well
2: with it. Also, the bees yeah, in this movie—if you don't like bees—it'll it, kind of freak you out too. Because... Oh yeah!
4: Another cool thing is—they
3: uh, had they... actual bees.
4: Yeah, it was real bees, but they were juvenile; they didn't have less than twenty-four stingers. hours old. Yeah, and uh, that is cool. The cool, cool bee thing, fact. For... Cool bee <laughs> <fact>. <laughs> but for cool bee fact. there's a scene where there are bees crawling out of uh, uh, Tony's mouth. And... Those are real
1: bees, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And
4: they had like a. Uh, I want to say it was almost like a papier-mâché like mouth or something like that for the mm. back so they mouth wouldn't guard. go but uh Tony said that there were some bees that were still going down so in the middle of filming that scene he said he could feel like a bee just like slowly making his way down his throat
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that makes me
2: more uncomfortable than the movie did <laughs> that's terrible that, that's yeah, terrible that's,
0: that's got to be more uncomfortable than the entire movie
2: Oh my goodness! I re- I like this movie, but like I said, I don't know if I would put it into the higher echelons of the movies I've watched. Yeah.
4: and they used like a uh, queen bee like pheromones to make the bees like go to the spots where they were supposed to be.
1: Yeah, that is
0: that is so cool. Yeah, these awesome. actual
2: bees because they, they they went
0: they went the extra mile to get the production value to look pretty yeah. good.
2: Now, later movies, we don't really have to talk about, but let's just say that this is the best movie in the series of Candyman so far. We'll see how the Jordan Peele one pans out. Don't have it looks any promising.
0: I, I mean, they're... I'm not going to say anything, but it does look pretty promising. I'm not going to lie.
2: I think they're taking the same idea as the Halloween 2018, where it's going off of the first one, but they're retconning everything in the second, third, and I think there's a fourth one.
4: I think Jordan Peele me. is going to have a really big movie career.
3: Oh I yeah, think, 100%. Well, I, I think, think he, he already, already has.
4: I think ever since like us came out, I think that's what skyrocketed like his name because now he's a, he's a pretty well-known name now in the movie industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say I mean Get Out came out before us. Yeah. So yeah, I know more people the probably came seen from. Get Out.
2: Yeah, yeah. with yeah. the grandpa running. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good, that is a very, challenge. very good movie. <laughs> um, um,
2: the only reason, just real quick, the only reason that the Jordan Peele movies aren't on my list is because I have seen them both like three times. I love them.
0: They are worth the watch. They though. are probably
2: my top 20 horror movies, both of them. But I have just seen them so many times that it's, that's why I didn't put Saw on there. That's why I didn't put, what else did I put on there? I don't know. Oh, um, Escape Room.
4: You didn't put it on there.
2: I didn't put it. I've so I've seen both its twice. Both that's also fair. really good movies. I haven't seen the original. Maybe I should have put that on there. Hmm.
0: With uh what's his name? Tim uh Burton. Is it? No, I just made I just,
2: right. just try to think of a random. Tim, Tim. McGraw. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's Tim McGraw. Tim Curry, that's Tim it. Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, Steph Curry.
2: What is your guys' like? This is kind of on the spot, but if you had to give a score to this, we've had a seven to a nine. We've had a five and three quarters.
0: I mean, it's not one that I'll probably watch again. Maybe. I don't know. It's not one that I feel like I need to turn around and go watch right away. So I give it like a six and a half.
1: I was going to say six and a half to seven probably. Yes.
2: Okay. (laughs) You got it. You got all of us to give a positive review about this movie. Positive, Katie. (laughs)
0: speaking of kd um myself well all four of us have been playing the uh the horror zombie yeah the horror movie update to call of duty Warzone, and they put jump scares in the game where if you open certain like chests to get loot your screen is just flooded by like horror images in a scream and it is terrifying
2: i've gone it's really fun i've only gotten one i got the, like the ghost with it's like I've a blue three. screen
0: i've gotten three i got an orange one today that one was the scariest because i actually yelled and austin was there for that
1: oh uh, you yelled last night at like 12 30 when i was about to go to bed as well <laughs>
0: not compared to how i yelled today <laughs> trust me you know what today's they was done. way worse
2: they should have put in so they put in billy from jigsaw and they put in Leatherface from texas chainsaw both great movies by the way you should go see them but they should have put in death scenes from those movies every time you open a box so like you see like someone's like going through a barbed wire trap and saw and it. it's like oh well i got a legendary assault rifle though so it's great
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> the Seven jump scare has been fantastic for content creators though i've been oh, watching yeah. i've been watching uh, tim the tap man stream warzone a lot lately mm. and every time that he gets a chest like it's automatically content because it like he always gets blindsided by it.
2: I bet those thumbnails for YouTube videos are just...
0: <laughs> they got great. the hands on their mouth like... The red the red like, circle and the red arrow. poggers <laughs>
2: The right.
0: gradient background.
2: We got one more movie to talk about. I know Matthew and I have seen it. Have, have, Luke, did you watch The Killer Clowns from Outer Space?
0: <laughs> I've seen part of it. I <laughs> Austin, I know you've seen
2: it. I love the
0: movie. <laughs> I've seen like... Half of it.
2: I don't know what Matthew was on earlier. I really like this movie. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so, so bad that it's, it's good it's and like so stupid. It's just
1: so stupid. Yeah, it's so stupid. I, I
4: just I love the biker in the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he he uppercuts a biker's head off
3: with boxing gloves and it just gloves. falls in the
2: trash can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the, and the guy, the other biker, is like, damn. And then they just leave. <laughs> that was so funny. They literally just left. Yeah. Or it's like when they deliver the piece, he's like, oh, pizza dies. <laughs> <This is
1: horrible. laughs> the acting was so bad that I
2: laughed no matter what line was being delivered. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to be real. This movie is horrible if it doesn't have a clown on the screen if there's a clown it's the greatest movie of all time it's a cult classic it's It's a 10 out of 10 they're great do you remember a gene at the beginning with his dog (laughs) and he catches the dog
1: Oh, i was gonna text you bad so when he walks outside and there's the dog you can see a crew lady standing in the doorway
2: yeah you can i was
1: laughing so hard
2: Oh, my goodness. And uh, it's kind of like Hellraiser, just kind of like – and not Hellraiser because in Hellraiser they're trying to take themselves seriously and you're trying to be scared. In this movie, you're like, oh, that's just part of the fun. (laughs) Or you see the strings on the final one, which, by the The way – The sound effects were really funny for it too. Oh, yeah, like the zoinks. It reminded me of comic book zoinks and (laughs) – Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really like
4: the cotton candy husks.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, And they peel it back and they got the bloody faces. Yeah.
4: I like lo- okay. uh, Gears 5. Have you played the campaign for
0: that?
2: I don't I have... think I need to give a synopsis of this movie either.
0: Is there a synopsis for this movie? I it think it's in the like? title. There are
1: killer clowns and they come from outer space. That is they, exactly it. They beat up bikers. No way. By the
2: way, by the way, I know we make fun of this all the time. They say that line in the movie.
1: Yep, <laughs> they do. Ah, like, at ah, the beginning. He said it.
2: There's killer clowns Flip-a-lon. from outer space? <laughs> It's the really
1: jerky uh, policeman, who reminds me of a... Oh, Garrett. what's his name? Hold on. Garrett. No. Garrett. <laughs> Not <laughs> Garrett. Garrett. So
3: mean. Garrett.
1: Um, <laughs> no, no, the the mean cop reminds me of a knockoff Clancy Brown, just because of the way that he sounds.
2: Who's Clancy Brown?
1: The guy that voices Mr. Krabs. I mean Lee oh, Mr. yes! I thought it was him! I don't think it's actually him, but it—it's not. Totally it sounds like him.
2: It, it reminded me, because if you've ever played Detroit Become Human, Hank is the Hank is voiced by Mr. Krabs, and really,
0: I was, oh my God, I'm never gonna be able to unhear that. I love that's that my game. dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're already at an hour and ten minutes. Let's go. All right,
2: so I'll just get my positives real quick, negatives real quick. I'll let you all talk about it. Uh, the clowns, their costume design, fantastic. They are creepy. If you're a little kid and you're watching this in the 80s, you are freaked out by these clowns. You're going to hate clowns forever. Not to mention that sometimes when they kill, they give out these creepy ass laughs. Oh, no. I said the word.
0: Hang on. I got to pull my uh, my keyboard tray out real quick. Ryan! <laughs> Wobber.
2: You you maxed your headphones so much Oh, headphones? I'm looking
0: at my audio track And it is like, it is to the max
2: All blue
0: <laughs> Yeah
2: They are creepy, yo The <laughs>, laughs, I was like, oh my god Like, yo, stay <laughs> sure, away
0: Well, I haven't seen this And so when you guys were talking about the laughs I pictured like Krusty the Clown but not No, that it's, the are, are like, it's
2: an <laughs> actual creepy <laughs>
0: not,
3: Scary not, laugh <laughs> Not Mr. <Cutler. laughs> <laughs> me balls. All
2: right, uh, and also their humor is really good. i The scene where the biker comes to mind—he yeah. just punches the—he flies away, comes back with boxing gloves, punches the dude, and his head comes off. <laughs> Have you ever seen the music? Like my people need me. He flies straight up. <laughs>
1: so funny because it's so stupid it reminds
4: me of a jason takes manhattan
2: (laughs) (laughs) keep going the set designs the set design is cool especially the ship it's big it's i said it's a goofy kind of alien ship it
1: is, yeah, because it's all, like, candy-based.
2: Yeah, and it's got, like, the honking noses. It's
1: like a
0: circus, too. Yeah. Austin, you are a circus. And Gene
2: punches it, and he's like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor Gene, yo. He deserved better.
0: Poor Garrett. He didn't deserve <laughs> to get hit. With <laughs> that
4: we How many times make, has
2: Garrett died this month? Like, four? We need
4: to, we need to make that a gif of Garrett dying at Halloween. <laughs>
2: <laughs> halloween 2 yeah
4: just bonk
2: bonk bonk uh then the, then anyway any, like, anyone Dunk. but the clowns is just bad i don't really care for any of them and uh, to beat the clowns seem kind of weak you just kind of shoot their noses and they explode and then the final scene where he takes his badge off and he just kind of stabs the clown in the nose you're like oh, it's okay uh, the great bilbo the great just dies to a police badge poke <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, the two doofy guys in the ice cream truck and that cop should not have survived. That is literally (laughs) the lamest excuse. Oh, we hit in the ice cream truck. It was, no, that blew Mm -hmm. up. You are, you are dead. You You did not. We were in that one car, the the clown car that survived and crash landed. There, there's no way, okay? All right. I'll, I'll believe there are killer clowns from outer space, but when that car did not explode, I'm, I'm calling BS, all right? No way, Jose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's where I draw the line. When Hopefully you guys talk
0: about them saying the line, so you're telling me there's killer clowns from outer space. Like that, the only thing that reminds me of is that like 4chan page where it's like movie quotes where it hasn't been said, and it's like from Taxi Driver, and it's like, "Hi, I'm Taxi Driver," and then someone comments like, "He didn't say that." <laughs> I'm gonna be the Joker. <laughs> I think I'm going to become R/ the Joker. Or it's like, uh, it's from The Thing, and he's got the flamethrower, and he's like, "It's the Thing, look out!" Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no, another one no. that I saw the, the dr- other day. I, sc- I screenshotted it because I thought it was hilarious. I gotta find it. Keep going. No, he
1: literally is like, so you're telling me there are killer clowns from <laughs> outer space? No, oh, I don't believe that.
0: I was like, this is
2: this movie, please. The special uh, effects uh, artists slash directors of this movie are the Kyoto Brothers, and they've worked on Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is cool. Oh, the Thundermans.
0: Oh, cool.
2: Dinner for Schmucks. And That's a
0: fantastic movie. I, I adore that movie so much.
2: Because their di- their dioramas are at the dinner, like their crazy creations and stuff. And then they've worked on The Simpsons before. So they've done quite a bit. Huh. Uh, the Kyoto brothers were developing the 40 minute stop motion special adaptation of the book Alien Christmas for Netflix with John. Oh, God. Favre, the, the Happy. John Favreau? Happy from Spider Man. John Favreau. Yeah. He, yeah, John Favreau. They're doing they're doing that with
0: it. John Fortnite.
2: It comes out November twentieth of this year. It's good to see that the Kyoto Brothers is still working. I gave this movie a seven. I thought it was perfectly stupid and that's a good score to give it. At least seven and a half. Can't, I can't. Like I, I appreciate a movie that knows how to be dumb, but dumb movies can't get far. like Step Brothers is my favorite movie, but it's not a ten out of ten.
1: Hey, really quick, before we have to wrap up, I just want to point out that the main voice for this alien Christmas movie that's coming out this year is Dee Bradley Baker, who voices all of the clone troopers in the Clone Wars and also did voicings in the Avatar series. It's kind of a stacked top motion
2: picture, isn't it? <laughs> Dang. we have to check that out. Talk about it next month. November 20th.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we get to the November horror movie calendar. <laughs>
1: Thanks,
2: what Killing. I need. I still, All right. still need movies for that, too.
1: Do you, uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts about any of these movies or anything like that?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give some recommendations real quick. If you are getting into horror, I would recommend The Invisible Man. And there's another one I had in my mind. I put away my phone. Candy Man. Uh, Killer Con from Outer Space is a good comedy. If you just want to laugh and just kind of look at how cheesy it is, you know, it's fun. What I wouldn't I would recommend if you're deep into horror, probably Society and Hellraiser. And what I wouldn't recommend is Brightburn.
4: I respect I that. I
0: agree. All, right, take hey, up, all right. Do you guys have any shout outs to give? Uh,
4: I'm to shout out my boy Hank back home Why guarding not the surprised? fort. And my dad. I'm still waiting on that Walmart run if you're listening. <laughs> Does he it. listen
0: to the podcast? Yes. Does he really? Shout out.
4: Shout, shout out, out to Steve.
0: Shout out to Steve. And the Walmart
4: gang back home.
2: I was talking to my sisters, and they said they actually listen to this every once in a while. So shout out them. Hey, shout out them. Shout out them. Shout out my family. We had a good weekend celebrating the 21st. So that was fun.
0: Yeah, you had had a fun week after turning 21, didn't you, buddy?
2: Bro, I profited so hard. Gambling's easy.
4: I hacked the system.
2: I hacked the
0: slot I machine. glitched the slot machine. <laughs> you know, they don't give you coins anywhere. They
2: give you a piece of paper with a barcode, and they're like, here's your money ticket.
3: Here's
0: your, here's your money nerd. All, All right. right. Let's wrap this up. We've been the Multiverse Podcast. I have been Luke.
1: I have been Matthew.
2: I have Ryan's been Austin. Here. I'm here.
0: All right. Uh, are we really here though
2: this has been ryan
0: this has been ryan and this once again has been the multiverse podcast thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you of course in the next
3: week bye Bye.